0: Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new sermon notes for kids which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with a sermon. And last but not least, the real story of Christmas was just released in time for this Christmas season. Experience Luke 2 through the eyes of Bella, Benny, and Fluffy as they learn about the first Christmas.
1: Hi, I'm Renee Christensen, and this is the Training Them Wisely podcast, For each week we talk about different ways that we can disciple our kids, and I'm here with Rebecca Messer. And today we are doing our second week of Advent,
0: where we're going to talk about peace. And we are very excited about this week because, you know, if you just got done celebrating Thanksgiving, you might have had some situations that weren't super peaceful within your family very true um, there's lots of jokes about avoiding talking about religion and politics um you know even parenting child rearing can be controversial within an intergenerational family things. so um whether it's in your family or you're looking around the world you might see some things that you're like this is not very peaceful and so we're really excited this week to talk about well what does it actually mean to have peace? Is it based on yes. our circumstances? And who doesn't
1: want peace? Who do, I mean, whenever you think of peace, doesn't it just make you go and relax? You know, I mean, that's what we want. That is what we will have one day fully. So just like last week, we're going to talk about past peace, present peace, future peace that we have to look forward to. And this is actually perfect timing because I taught this this morning in Sunday school. And so I thought it was funny that the same day that we're recording, I ended up teaching this already. So she's judges, prepping, ready to go, guys. I am. <laughs> so you can have my fifth grade Sunday school lesson and my fifth graders that are listening you can hear part of it again. So Judges 6. In Judges 6, what has happened is that the Israelites are not doing what God has asked them to do, and they are no longer obeying his commands. And as a result, God is punishing them by allowing the Midianites for seven years to come in, and they've been taking their food, they've been taking their animals, they're having to hide in caves to keep any food at all. So it's a really desperate situation that they're facing. And the Israelites have traded their worship of God, the one true holy God, who is God Almighty, who de- who was able to give them this land, Jehovah Jireh, who was their provider, who had been providing them with food. And because they had replaced him with instead, they were worshiping Baal and other gods. So God was disciplining them. And he was doing that to get their attention, but he still loved Israel so much, still wanted to show mercy to them. But first they needed to have peace with God again. And so what God told them to do is to take, he talked to Gideon and told Gideon to take the Baal worship, tear it down, tail down the Asherah pole and to build an altar to God. So Gideon worshiped God, built an altar to him. And he said, the Lord is our peace because that is what the Lord is. The Lord is our peace. And The Lord wanted to be at peace with Israel again, but in order for that to happen, they had to tear down their idols and they needed to turn to him. And God miraculously does protect them because he's the Lord of hosts. He's God Almighty. He's the God who sees. He's their provider. And he limits down the thousands of people to just 300 people. And they're able to defeat many, many of their enemies miraculously because God allowed it to happen. And so God actually came down To Gideon, sat an angel, talked to him to tell him that this is the plan I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to protect for you and I'm going to have peace with you. And then that's whenever Gideon actually made this sacrifice and called it, the Lord is our peace. So that's an early example of the Lord being our peace in scripture. And he was literally provided peace so that they could have peace with God and therefore peace with their enemies, because you cannot... Be at peace unless you are at peace with God first.
0: Yeah. So there's no, and I love that you say that because I think when you and I were talking earlier, um, there is no peace with people. If you are not first at peace with God, you are going to constantly, whether it's with your kids or your spouse, extended family, friends, work Mm -hmm. at your church in your community. You're not going to have peace in any of those situations. That's true peace, unless you're first at peace and at rest with God. Yes. This is why it's so important
1: for my children every morning to have a quiet time and spend time with God. First thing, whenever they wake up is when we do it, it can be a different time, but they need to spend that time with God. And I can tell when Mm -hmm. it hasn't happened. I can, um, those that wake up late and they're eating breakfast. There's a lot more bickering than if everybody got up early and have already spent their time with God. It makes a difference whenever you have had that time with him and that relationship with him. And that is what brings us true peace.
0: Everyone gets their hearts and minds, right? (laughs) Exactly,
1: And I Uh, need it personally, desperately, you know, so that I can pass it to my kids and so that I can have peace. And on the days that It does not happen that often because I've been in a habit for so many years, but, um, whenever I was sick, it, it was harder for me to get up earlier than my children and have my quiet time every morning. So it might be mid morning that I was having it. And there was, I could tell a difference even in my own self.
0: Yep. And it, it it does, it makes a huge difference. And so this week as you guys, whether you're doing an advent candle or you're doing your advent calendar, um, Last week, we really talked a lot um, about how to set that up. Yes. And we talked about um, how you can have hope. And this second candle or the second week that you focus on, as we said, it's, it's peace. And the current piece that we have has a lot to do with, I think this candle is called the Bethlehem candle because of the reflection that we put on remembering the journey that Mary and Joseph took to Bethlehem in the midst of not so peaceful circumstances. And it was very important, as we learned last week, there were prophecies that needed to be fulfilled. And one of them that was that the Messiah would be born um, in Bethlehem. And so it was important that they go there, but the circumstances were not peaceful. And so again, as we've just, you know, reiterated, it's not based on your circumstances. It, it, it comes from the Lord. It and so Prince of peace, Isaiah nine, six, because
1: he was going to be called the Prince of peace. Jesus
0: yes. Um, and one that my mom is always quoting, she's always putting it on everything. She's always, and this is like my mom's verse. If you had to ask her most of the time. It's the one that's found in Isaiah 26. That's my dad's is here. Is it really? It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's always saying you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you, the Lord, because he, the person trusts in you, the Lord, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. God is an everlasting rock. And mom and both of my parents, they were just always saying, you know, he whose mind is stayed on you. You're not going to get anxious. You're not going to be worried because your mind is focused on him. Um, if you feel yourself stumbling, there's another verse. Um, and I think we had written the reference down somewhere. So it reminds me of that. Think, one. Um, the, the, about you, not stumbling. Yeah, um, maybe.
1: But the you will keep in perfect peace, that one, I don't see one from Psalms, that one reminds me too of Peter in the water whenever he's walking to Jesus and he had his eyes on Jesus yes. able to walk on the water. But as soon as he looked at the situation around him, he felt like he was sinking. And to put it in perspective, all of the different circumstances that we are in and to realize that I just, whenever I was going through a hard time recently, just picturing myself leaning back into God like, that's just how I had it in my mind. I was like, I am not strong enough to handle this. You are. And so it just was a very freeing and peaceful moment for me to just be able to lean back into him, knowing he knows everything that's ever going to happen. He cares for me. He loves me. He is that everlasting rock. He's that fortress and our foundation and our security and our refuge and our hope and our strength. And that gives us peace whenever we have our minds stayed on him. And we're thinking of him rather than the circumstances around us.
0: Yes. And, a, and a, an example of this from my own life recently is um, I've had a lot of tests run to see if we can kind of determine why I'm having recurrent miscarriages, why pregnancies have been so hard for me. And we ran a bunch of tests and they started coming back in. And it was one of those things where you were kind of hoping that they would find something. And kind (laughs) of not at the same time. But you also didn't want to find anything because it meant that you had all these other problems. That was, that was Uh, where I was. I was like, I don't want you to find anything. (laughs) So they started trickling back in and nothing, nothing, normal range, nothing. And I'm going to be very honest. I was feeling pretty discouraged on Wednesday night that there were no answers. And I thought all of the tests had come in. I was very discouraged and I turned on Spotify because I was going to listen to some worship music and they had a recommendation about a new release from Rind Collective, who is one of my favorite artists because of the amount of joy and the perspective that they have um, on the circumstances that we face. And their new song is called Hallelujah Anyway. And the chorus is, it basically says, even if my daylight never dawns, even if my breakthrough never comes, even if I'll fight to bring you praise and the whole song put into perspective, like, even if yes, we're going to trust the Lord. And I just, I immediately felt peace wash over my soul as I turned my eyes back on Jesus. And then on Thanksgiving day, I kid you not, one more test result came through. Yep. And it was not in range and it has some serious consequences. It's the least concerning out of all the ones we ran, but immediately this combined with some other factors explains everything potentially. And some people in that moment could feel very discouraged or frustrated or overwhelmed. Honestly, I was so thankful. Yes,
1: to have an answer. and I
0: had so much peace because I realized just how miraculous the fact that I had two children born alive. And immediately because of my perspective change on Wednesday night with this even if Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and focusing on the Lord and his plan and his purposes for my life. That peace overrode. And so I was able to look at everything that I've been through peacefully and honestly, just very thankful, which was a huge deal, all of the things considered. Um, and so regardless of what you're currently facing, Renee and I just really want to encourage you, whether it's family situations, health situations, You're torn up about the world circumstances around you. We're getting ready to go in the U S we're getting ready to go into an election year where everybody starts throwing mud and slinging and, and like all this nastiness, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this earth will fade away. That's right. And you can have peace. You can now because of the Prince of Peace. And, and so and we can
1: have that peace now. We also want to share that peace with other people. So I do want to do one more verse for yes. the person. And I love this verse. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The peace that everyone can have is found in Jesus. So we want to share that with our kids. We want to make sure that our kids know Jesus. We want to share it with others because it is the best news ever. It is the only way that we can have true peace. Things that feel like peace, like the memes of the um, the moms hiding in the bathroom, eating their potato chips on the toilet so that they're...
0: <laughs> so they I've seen some now where you can like put a coat over yourself and like hide on banisters or hang on doors. And like moms are taking it to a whole nother level to hide. <laughs> to hide. But
1: we can actually have true peace through Jesus. And we can have peace in every circumstance. And as a mom, as a dad, we really do need to have peace regardless of the external circumstances with our children and what their emotions might be at the time. As parents, we need to avoid stressed out, angry situations and be able to turn it around and help people help them to have peace. Whenever you have seven kids like I do, there's going to be conflict sometimes during the day. And I need to help them to have peace. And the way that I do that is by pointing them to God, by showing them specifically how to love others, because God specifically tells us how to love others. And when we're not loving over the way that first Corinthians 13 says to love, then there's not peace and pointing them to Jesus, because he's the one that can allow us to love others like that, that
0: can, and he's the only one that gives us that peace. And that we you have confirmation of that in John 14 where jesus was telling his disciples that he was leaving peace with them he was giving them his peace and he was saying not like the world gives because you can find peace in the world but it is not the kind of peace that we're talking about no we're talking about the kind where jesus was saying let not your hearts be troubled don't let them be afraid um my dad always if my mom likes isaiah for peace my dad likes philippians 4 6 through 8 And um, I'll read that one. And then we're going to talk about how it goes um, to the future. But it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So that comes back to prayer right there, what you just said, because
1: it's whenever you are feeling anxious, where does our peace come? It comes from God. And we are to pray, give our supplications and our thanksgiving to God.
0: You have to spend time with him in order to have his peace. You have to spend time with him. You do.
1: And that's our prayer for y'all. So one thing that would be a great challenge for y'all to do this week is to pray as a family every day. Just set that time aside to spend time in prayer because that really and truly does, we have a relationship with God. The fact is, it's amazing that we can talk to God. For so many years, the Israelites couldn't go in. Just one person could go into the Holy of Holies. We can talk to God because of Jesus every day, as many times as we want to each day. That's amazing. And that does, it's what gives us true peace. So it gets rid of our anxiety. That's what, I mean, it just helps so much. There's a difference between, I mean, you can be out on the beach and it can be beautiful and, you know, you can feel peace. There's a difference between that temporary peace, worldly peace. Yeah. Worldly peace versus a peace in the middle of a hurricane of situations going on where everything seems like it's just kind of tumbling down on you. And yet you can still have peace. That's the peace we can have from God.
0: Yeah. And ultimately what all of this means, the reason we have all this peace as believers is because one day he's coming back. Yes. Nothing, none of our security, none of our ultimate outcomes are resting in what happens here. It is our relationship with the Lord and he is going to be coming back. He is going to call those together who are his own. And, um, one of the verses that we had found was, um, There were actually a couple of them, and they're from Isaiah 65. Mm -hmm. But it's talking about where, and I always think of um, the passage where it talks about the lion and the lamb laying down together. um, And ultimately how the Lord is going to be peace. What was the other one in Isaiah that you had, Renee? So just um, in Isaiah 65,
1: 20, no more shall there be in an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days for the young man shall die a hundred years old and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. So there, I mean, basically right there, you're going to be young at a hundred to be dying. And I think of you with your miscarriages that they're not going to have babies that anymore just die They're You know, it's going to be, it's going to be different. The whole, you know, the Bible talks about all of creation is groaning. Um, And I love this in 23, they shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer while they are yet speaking. I will hear. So just to know that in the end, this is what we have to look forward to. In the end, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to reign. There's going to be peace. We get to be with him forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and there's not he's gonna wipe out here that we have. We have this peace. Just like we had that hope, we are hoping and looking forward to the peace that we have now and the peace that we have in the future because of him.
0: And there's a song um that was written that is very, 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 very old. And it's a Christmas hymn. Um and It's interesting because I think when I first had heard about it as a little girl, I was kind of like, this is the most boring, obnoxious, repetitive song ever. (laughs) But when I hit about high school or college and I heard the story behind it, I was amazed. And it's this um, song called, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. And he wrote this in the midst of war. Yes. There was no peace and he had um a verse that basically it every every verse i encourage you just go look up the lyrics well you can post them in the resources below a place for you to see them but the entire time he was saying when he heard the bells ringing that he just kept hearing peace on earth peace on earth and one day we will have that peace and he said then rang the bells more loud and deep God is not ne- not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. And so we're really excited this week for you guys to just think about how can you be peacemakers? Yes. Not just peacekeepers, <laughs> but peacemakers mm-hmm. in your own heart. With the lord if you are finding any area in your own life where you do not have peace in your relationship with the lord um if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the lord is your savior and this peace sounds foreign to you or unknown um please reach out we would love to share with you how you can know and be at peace with our savior um if you need to make peace with your spouse make it happen. That, that can be one of the greatest Christmas gifts, um, to give. If you need peace
1: in your family and among your children, start praying for it together as a family, pray that there would be love in your family, pray for peace in your family, and just really try to point this week, point your kids to God. And the best way you can point them to God is by spending time yourself in his word and in prayer, spending time as a family and having your children spend time with him as well.
0: So check us out. Um, We're on YouTube, all the places that you can possibly go to try to find a podcast, like, subscribe, share with others. Um, And if you need anything, feel free to reach out. We're very thankful for you all and look forward to seeing how you see the Lord show you new um, depths of his peace this next week. Have a wonderful week. Have a peaceful week.